Does talk about mental health touch your soul? Are you also a tarot lover? If so, have a seat. Grab yourself a cup of tea and relax because it's time for an episode of Swords of Depression hosted by Miriam Slosberg. Hi there, Miriam Slosberg of Swords of Depression. I hope you're doing well. So we are in for another episode of Swords of Depression. So before getting into the nitty gritty of the card's meanings, let's talk about an individual who I will refer to each time I point out an example. So here's a story about a woman named Risa Green. She's in her mid-40s and she suffers from major depressive disorder and complex PTSD, which bring her a lot of anxiety and severe low self-esteem. Risa never left her hometown because she felt too guilty to leave her family. She also never had any real aspirations. However, she did get married and had one son with moderate autism. She also has caregiving duties for her parents, and when she's not caring for her son or her parents, she works at a low-paying job as a clerk at a furniture store. Teresa has worked there for years. She also has a nonverbal learning disability, which caused her not to read social cues properly, and she struggles with social skills and has problems with motor and visual spatial skills. She struggled a lot with that when she was younger, but it improved as she got older. But that did not help her choose to do something meaningful with her life. Her self-esteem is quite low because of that. So to make things worse, Risa has polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is known as PCOS. And that's the main reason her weight and acne, um, her, her acne has been a struggle for her. To make things worse, she used food as a coping mechanism behind her weight struggles. It's like one thing feeding another, so to speak. Now. That you have the general introduction of Risa. Let's talk more about what contributed to her trauma and why she has such low self-esteem with mental illnesses. So Risa Green was born in Manhattan, New York, to semi-wealthy Jewish parents, as she was the first one. However, her father, who used to be a business lawyer, got an opportunity to work in Syracuse. And when Risa was a toddler, her family moved there. Not long after moving there, Risa's sister Tamara was born. Over the years, it was apparent that the parents favored Tamara over Risa. Her mother especially was incredibly hard on Risa, and Risa was becoming overweight as a child, whereas Tamara was always slender. Her mother constantly criticized Risa's weight and monitored everything she ate. She also called her stupid numerous times because she struggled to follow instructions and struggled in school. She also earned the name Stupid Klutz because Risa kept falling. Her mother told Risa to be more like her sister and encouraged Tamara to bully Risa to make matters worse. When Risa was hitting puberty, her weight ballooned, resulting in acne. Both the mother and sister called Risa a slob, and the father was never around since he worked all the time. To make matters worse, Risa had to move to a new school because her school at the time did not include junior high. However, her classmates ignored her, but what she faced throughout junior high and the early parts of high school was a lot worse. Risa endured horrid bullying at home and at school, where she was called horrific names and experienced trash being thrown at her. All Risa did was dissociate because that was the only way she could cope. 
Risa endured bullying at home and then at school where she was not treated well. Eventually, the tormenting ended, but the mocking did not. Risa struggles with severe, severe depression, and her mother told her to get over it. Risa tried, but couldn't. All she did was cope by eating and dissociating. Risa never had friends, and she went to a community college to take basic business courses. Her sister Tamara followed her father's footsteps, went to law school in Seattle, Washington, and became a business lawyer. Tamara settled there. It was no surprise that Risa stayed in Syracuse. However, she did meet her first boyfriend, Ron, who, like her, had no self-esteem. Another thing in college that happened that was based on Risa's apparent low moods, one of the counselors encouraged her to see a psychiatrist. She did, and after an assessment, she was diagnosed with major depressive disorder and was put on antidepressants. However, Risa did not continue taking them. She didn't think she needed them. She was also embarrassed that she did not want Ron her, or her parents to know. So one day, Risa tossed the rest of her antidepressants in the trash for that reason. Ron and Risa got married. Risa got a low-paying job at a, as a clerk at a furniture store, and Ron worked as a bank teller. Neither made significant income, and they wanted to have kids, but faced that one child was all they would have because of their financial situation. After being married for several years, Risa and Ron had a son named Justin, who was not developing typically and was diagnosed with autism as a toddler. Unfortunately, neither of them could afford a lot of therapy for Justin, and he only used a handful of words and never potty trained, and put the parents under a lot of strain at home. To make matters worse, Risa's mother continued to be a nightmare for her. She not only blamed Risa and Ron for Justin's lack of proper development, but compared him to Risa's nieces and nephews who do not have special needs. In addition, she told her that Tamara was a more competent mother than her and made it clear once again that Risa was a complete embarrassment to her mother. As Justin was growing, he was still very much like a kindergartner, as the most he could do was stay on his tablet. Ron was offered a better paying job at the bank, but he had to decline because he had to be at home to help Risa as Justin was becoming more challenging to handle. Ron and Risa knew that Justin would be in their care for life, and then Risa's parents were becoming frailer as they were aging. Even though Risa had her hands full with Justin and was desperate to get love from her parents, she committed herself to caring for them for that reason. But unfortunately, even though Risa has not has been their parents' caregiver, they still did not treat her any better. Risa had no choice but to start seeing a therapist again because of having to fight so many demons. She was referred to a psychiatrist who then said she had signs of not only depression, but CPTSD. Is it a surprise after what she's endured in life? Now, let's go over something that has not been mentioned in detail too much. How Risa really feels and how she struggles with her mental illnesses. As you know, Risa has CPTSD and major depressive disorder. In addition, you know that she dissociated a lot during her youth when she was bullied at school and at home. Risa was diagnosed with major depressive disorder when she was in college. Then after struggling with her autistic son and her parents, she was also diagnosed with CPTSD. What happens in Risa's mind day after day? Oh, she has so many demons to fight. She struggles with flashbacks and intrusive thoughts of being bullied by her family and classmates. 
Some of those thoughts result from situations she's faced with Justin. They just re-traumatize her. She gets those intrusive thoughts at work and does other things suddenly. Risa checks out a lot, which means she still dissociates. She also thinks she's pure garbage. And she's amazed that she got married, even though Ron has no self-esteem. She cannot help but look at her child and wonder what went wrong. She constantly mourns not over having the family who loved her. She mourns over not having any friends and mourns having a child that will never hit milestones. She knows that she'll never be a grandmother and experience the joys that her sister and many peers will share with their kids. Risa is insanely jealous of her sister and her peers and others who appear to have it easier than her. All she thinks about how she keeps ending up with the short end of the stick and that just makes her so jealous and resentful. However, here's the thing. Risa appears to be exceptionally kind and very nice. She will always be the type to give money to a homeless person, even though she's struggling financially. She will always allow others to cut in line in front of her while she's waiting to check out at the grocery store. Also, if a neighbor asks her for a favor, she'll drop everything she's doing to even... It doesn't matter what she's doing. Even if she has other commitments, she'll drop them. That just means she'll, you know, she'll uh, leave a pile of Justin soil laundry, or she'll just leave her commitment to do her parents to get her parents groceries uh, late at night just to help out her neighbor. And that's because Risa cannot say no. She's terrified to do that because she's desperate for people to like her. Here's the kicker. Risa's neighbor asks her to do favors, who uh, asks her to do favors, makes fun of Risa by gossiping about her to her friends. The neighbor once, never, never once thanked Risa for sacrificing herself. As you see, Risa is one of those that's too nice and has no boundaries. She's a true echoist, and that's the truth. And you may think that she's a forgiving angel underneath, but that's contrary to the truth. Risa is full of intense anger, rage, and resentment. Ooh, she does not think of her parents too highly. She does not think of her husband too highly. She's very saddened about having a son with uh, moderate disabilities. But most of all, she really hates herself more than anything else. She feels she's undeserving of good things because she is forever damaged. She will never talk about her trauma to anyone except for her therapist because she knows they will not take her seriously unless they do. Risa feels she is very different from others and not in a good way either. She goes through the motions and just feels hopeless. All Risa does to cope is eat. She's close to 300 pounds now. She does not even go to the doctor, but she drinks a lot of water and always heads to the bathroom, which may signify she could potentially have diabetes. And when Risa loses her temper, all hell breaks loose. That lovely girl appears to disappear and has scarred her husband and son many times because of her temper. And oh yeah, she's lost her temper with her parents. Oh, and the mother slaps her hard with a wooden spoon, which stops her. So you see how she struggles to regulate her emotions and feelings. What will it take for Risa to start saying no and to develop boundaries? That is how she will begin to gain some self-confidence, which can help her cope in better ways. That can even help her feel better about herself. 
I will use the story about Risa Green throughout the card meanings and interpretation series. The definition of each card will pertain to examples of her story to help you visualize and understand the meanings better. So, how do you think of that? Now, anyway, the next thing we're going to do is we're going to talk about the tarot card, the fool, the next time. So, I will talk to you then, and see you then, and be well. It's a wrap. And if you want to learn to read the tarot for free, along with some quick and easy spreads, head over to miriamreadstarot.substack.com. 